0: Welcome back to Inspiring Neighbors Podcast, where we highlight seemingly ordinary people with extraordinary stories. I'm Angela Solano, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Trevor Doram. Hi, Trevor. Hey, Angela. Today, we had Valentina Gonzalez join us, and she was just full of wisdom, but she makes it seem so easy. Just the way she talks about life is so, I don't know, calm and happy, and relaxed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's so much wisdom there.
1: I agree. It's so clear. Like she has a lot of clarity on the way that life should be looked mm-hmm.
0: at. Yeah. So Valen told us about her life coming from Venezuela to eventually immigrating to Canada, some of the career choices she's made. She has a very interesting way of looking at work when it's uh, not necessarily what you do itself, that's the passion, but still bringing meaning into it.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. I loved hearing her perspective. I related to it a lot about the work because I've talked about it many times about just some of the struggles sometimes uh, finding meaning in the work you do if it's not what you call your passion. But mm-hmm. she had an amazing perspective. I'm excited for everyone to hear it.
0: My my favorite thing, I think, as a takeaway is just her ability to center family and the importance that it has to her and mm-hmm. and how much... She puts into it and how much she gets out of it. Uh, I think it's beautiful. Let us know what you think and please enjoy Valentina Gonzalez.
1: Let's talk to
2: our neighbors
1: because
2: everyone can inspire the inspiring neighbors podcast, like Your Fire.
0: There's a couple of people that Valen has been telling me she's trying to get to listen to the podcast. And now I feel like we'll at least have two more listeners because they would only yeah. listen if it's Valen's episode. That's going to be the, the thing that tips them over. So one of these people was our friend Juan and I asked him, you know, it's going to be Valen next, next week. And he said, Oh, that'll be the one I listened to first. Then I said, yes, <laughs> that you should definitely. And, uh, so I asked him, what would you want to ask Valentina? And so he hasn't heard the episodes yet, right? He hasn't heard the podcast, but he was like, based on what kind of I think I I expect from the episodes, I would want to ask her, how does she get up at four in the morning (laughs) to exercise and then have a full day of everything that she does and not go back to bed until 9 p.m. after the kids are asleep? So my first question to you, is that accurate? Is that actually the routine? And then it Korn's is question.
3: like I'm getting lazy and, and uh, the light is not helping. So sometimes it's 430 and I just chunk <laughs> half an hour of my workout. It's like, well, oh, I need to man. sleep a bit more. But yes, um, I started working out in the morning like when I started working uh, here in Canada. And of course, it was nice because it was at six in the morning. So I could be by the, in the office by nine. So that was not. Horrible. I could be in the gym by 7, and that was okay. But as the kid's life started happening, I realized, like, 7, like everybody's awake. Who's going to work out? We need to get out of the house. So I started cutting the time back and back and back until I decided, like, okay, yeah, 4 is what works. It's it's quiet. Like, I have two solid hours where nobody's going to wake up for sure. And, yeah, it's it's my moment. So I think that if I had to wake up at 4 to go to work, it would be very hard. Because I'm sleepy, (laughs) but I know I'm going to go and I'm going to watch a show that I like. I'm going to work out and I'm going to get this endorphin boost that is going to make me happier. You can ask uh, everybody. Like, I am a person that is always happy at six in the morning. Always. Like, sometimes (laughs) I complain because Fran is, like, grumpy or serious. I'm like, why are you (laughs) upset at six in the morning? Like... It's like, it's, it's six in the morning. How can you be angry? Nothing has happened yet. (laughs) So I think that that is, and even like Christmas day, if I want, now I'm lazier, and the kids, I I, I was better before, but if I want to get something done, I do it before six
0: in the morning. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) And just for the record, you have two small children that you're with until how late, what time do they go to bed?
3: Usually like nine.
1: Yeah, like,
3: it, you know how it goes you, you start 7 30 and it's like okay yeah. <laughs> like, bedtime water bathroom and by the time you're done it's maybe a quarter to nine if you're lucky yeah uh, but that's fine like as long as they are like as long as i'm embedded by nine i'm okay i can even push it to nine thirty if i wanted to finish something but yeah
1: amazing how's your and energy level between seven thirty p.m and 9 p.m how's your energy
3: no, it's good. I like I I usually I have a lot of energy. Like I think that I I do have a lot of energy, so it's it's good. Uh, when I'm more like slow, it's in the morning, but nobody needs anything from me, so I can just and I take my time. Like I get dressed, I stretch, I I listen yeah. to you guys. Like I I'm doing everything <laughs> that I don't have time during the day to do. Uh-huh. So if one day I don't want to work out, I just put my treadmill and walk. Or if it's night outside, I'll, I'll go for a walk as soon as the sun is coming out. So it's, it's not easy. It's not hard. I, I think that (laughs) people think that because like you're thinking that you're waking up to do something you don't like, but Uh I love exercising. What Mm. it would be hard for me is wake up at seven with everybody expecting stuff from me, like (laughs) breakfast, lunch boxes. And I'm like, well, I didn't get time to reset or to have that moment. Mm
1: -hmm. So I've heard people say this many times in the last few years. And I've tried it, I think three times. Like I've given it three really solid efforts <laughs> and it's not four o'clock. It's like, I think the earliest I tried was five thirty. and I think I did it for two days and then I was just exhausted. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. I think I have to stick with it for more than two days, but yes. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Good for you. Do you do it seven days a week?
3: yes but saturday and sunday i don't get up so early even today like because frank can take the kids and feed them breakfast while i do my stuff so i can get up at six or six thirty like i don't do it so early
0: you sleep in <laughs> yeah sleep day. Day.
3: I <laughs> well my youngest will be up at seven regardless so yeah i can take
0: care of him or go work out it's it's those are the choices
1: <laughs> wow good for you
0: so you've been uh my inspiration for exercise since I met you, which was before the kids. And obviously, it's amazing how you've managed to still keep that routine going with two small children, plus everything else like uh, work and uh, and life <laughs> that throws our way. But uh, I will wonder how far back that goes. Were you always did you always have an exercise routine? Like growing mm. up university? No. I, I should
3: like my parents were great exercisers. like i i grew up seeing both of them exercise and we were in tennis lessons we were in swimming like we swam but like when i reached university i'm like i don't i don't need to do this like i want to sleep in and i want to be out like i want to do stuff late at night like why do i need to exercise so i didn't for a for a while like i think until my mid-20s i was like yeah i casually go out for a walk but then uh, we, I, my husband and I moved to Argentina for work and we didn't have any friends <laughs> at all. So we, and, and this, the work for me was stressful. I think it was my first time in a big company. So I couldn't handle very well stuff. And I started running just to see if that could release some stress. And mm-hmm. it became like a crutch. That was my way of coping. Instead of like crying or getting super anxious, I would go for a run. Mm-hmm. And and that was a very good way of coping. And I discovered that everything in my life, I can think better after I exercise. Like I'm I'm relaxed. I am more like I, sometimes I get into the elliptical and I'm so angry and wind up. And when I get down, I'm like, ah, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like I, I don't need to be angry over that. Like I can, I can just. So I think it's yeah. That's how I have been able to keep it. Of course, it has changed. When we came to Canada, I remember I would go for like elliptical, then I will do spin class. Then I will go skating. Then I will go hiking. Now, if I do all of that, I'm like, well, now I need a (laughs) stretcher. I'm done. Now I do an hour and I stretch. I am doing some yoga. Um, Malou recommended that. So yeah, it's changed, but I still try to make that the way I I let go of all of that stress or worries that I have.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Awesome. the way it, yep. just hearing you talk about it makes me want to go do it
3: I'm i like, know can we have this
1: call so i can go work out <laughs>
2: <clears throat> but I it has
3: know. to work for you right because for some people it's yep. like i'm doing it because it's a responsibility kind of how i do a lot of other stuff
2: mm-hmm.
3: so for me it's, it's that time what i i think one of my friends told me at some point like she's like i get it that is your alone time that is what other people get by reading a book, by watching TV or by mm-hmm. doing something that only they enjoy. And, and it is my
0: alone time. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes do sense. You,
0: have you ever like not been able to do it? Like maybe when the kids were young and you were still getting, uh, getting used to the no. <laughs> changes no? <laughs> Younger. <laughs> no, I, I have to
3: adjust it, of course, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but no, like after mm-hmm. my, I, I took like six weeks of rest uh mm-hmm. both times with each kid and after i remember to the day i'm like yes i can go so i would start walking in the treadmill and slowly ramping to that i don't do it on vacations that i change uh before mm-hmm. i used to now on vacations i'm like no i'll i will just be with my family and don't have that additional thing of like, i'm gonna wake up an hour early to get mm-hmm. a workout to be so that's that's when i stopped
1: that's funny. When I go on vacations, I like, I change who I am. I'm like, I have all of a sudden this huge workout guy and I'll like wake up early. I'll go running along the beach as if like, I've done this for years and I'm just this beach runner. When I get home, maybe back to have the hotel time. room at six o'clock, I'm like, yeah, this is me. And we come home and it's gone. So I'm the complete opposite Maybe you have the
3: time under those conditions that you usually maybe don't get at home.
1: Yeah, Maybe. But, like, the kids are still there. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's like you say, you wake up, it's easy to wake up when you have something to look forward to, to do right away. And that, like, for me, if I'm on vacation, there's nothing that I'm dreading doing when I wake up. Yes. If I'm at home, (laughs) I've talked about this before, (laughs) there are things I'm dreading doing because I have to go to work. And I don't know if a two-hour buffer, even if I'm working out or doing something amazing is enough to delete that dread from my mind it
0: is it is uh, good for you yeah it's hard it's cool that there's like also like a chemical (laughs) as you know element to this like it's not just you having your alone time and just you making uh time for what you like but there's actually like endorphins that are released that yeah, and, I, and okay. I kind of do
3: a lot of cardio because it's what I like the most. Like, I force myself to do a couple of weight sessions, but I, I I see when the weights there are coming, I'm like, ah, do I need to? Do I have the time? Can I find an excuse to put out of that? Mm-hmm. So I see that it's like, you do what
0: you like. Yeah. So normally people who are really into exercise and fitness, I associate with, like, they're going to have very strict diets and uh, be very conscious of what they eat uh, and <laughs> not enjoy food as much necessarily and to I don't see that for you like I, I'm not like you I'm sure you you eat very healthy but I also associate you with your love of chocolate
3: <laughs> yeah I don't uh I, I used to when I was younger I was I'm sure enough like I was more mindful of what I was eating but that was not making me be my best self like then if we would go to a place a restaurant it's a pizza place well i'm not having pizza i'll have a salad that makes nobody happy
2: so a while
3: ago i was like no i exercise like i decouple those i exercise because i want to be healthy and it makes me happy i'll try to eat as best as i can but i do it as a human being that does not exercise that much so if i want something i'll have it with moderation and i didn't want my kids to grow up seeing me not eat the ice cream because mm-hmm. I think that's everything in moderation, right? That's what we're trying to teach them. So Yeah. And you I've learned that you teach by example. So with that in mind, I also don't have candy for dinner because well, we don't wanna teach them that.
1: <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. you go to your room and close the door and then eat candy for dinner.
3: With my oldest, I would do that because he's not a huge candy fan. So I would lock myself in the pantry and eat it. <laughs> but my youngest smells me. like, as soon as he's a rapper, he he goes, say, cheating, like, mommy, mommy, candy, candy, mommy. Mine does
2: that So, too.
0: Uh, yeah, I have to hit in the bathroom now, I think. <laughs> so I like this example because I think it speaks to the kind of person you are. Like, you do so many i don't know of the right things the things that are good for you and things that are good for people around you but you make it seem so effortless like you just like i don't mean effortless like people think that they could do it but effortless like it you're just happy doing it like it's just natural to you like it's just you're well, following your instincts or following what yeah makes I you think happy that, like lately i don't do that many
3: things that are like some of them i have to i still have to go to the dentist Mm -hmm. but i try to do what i like and i think Mm -hmm. that after the pandemic and well approaching 40 that i am right now i don't feel so obligated to do stuff that i don't like anymore Mm -hmm. so i try to and i try to keep that in mind like because whatever you're doing there are some times where something is is not coming right or like you plan this great visit with somebody and the kids are just not having it so but i try to keep in mind that i wanted to do that and, and kind mm-hmm. of have that be the driver of of everything right so not to focus on the bad or what's not going right but try to yeah do it with like a mindset that i decide like all the things i do well including work and everything i can decide not to do it they will have consequences yes but i'm i'm making a decision and if i'm making a decision what well, i should be happy about it so yeah that's that's how i try to approach those things so
0: you're saying i don't like like, to be angry yeah i've i guess i've seen you angry in a rare occasion and it's it's tough because you you're such a bright light (laughs) it's it's like the the world (laughs) the world needs to keep your brightness i hate (laughs) anything anything getting in the way of that uh what were you like as a kid Was it, were Uh, you saying happiness, happiness (laughs) ballad? I had a very
3: nice family growing up. Like we were very happy. Uh, We were like, it's my mom, my dad and my brother and me. And we were very close. We're still very close. Um, And yeah, like I had a very nice childhood. My parents would take us to do amazing things, even like not necessarily trips, but like we would always go to the beach and we would always be doing stuff together. So I was a very happy child. My mom would say I was a very easy child too because I, I like I did my homework. I got good grades. I was I was an easy child.
2: You worked I out. didn't have a I lot of friends back
3: then. It's not easy <laughs> to <laughs> do your homework and get good grades and, and like I, I was very happy with my family. So I think I didn't look for a lot of stuff outside that.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
3: didn't have much a lot of friends. But I was very happy as a kid.
0: I was mentioning yes. to Trevor how like it, you and your brother are an even more remarkable example than me and my sister to me because Trevor's remarked like our, we're so close, me and Alex. But uh, I think it's more uh, likely to see that when it's the same gender, right? Like two sis- like sisters yeah. or brothers. But for you and your brother, I think your brother's the only person that I know their sibling that you know that I've hung out with them in our in our friends' circle and uh usually that's not the case so we're I guess you guys developed that from early on and you yeah. hung on to that yeah you, it's funny because you made a comment saying like uh when your parents told you like we got a
3: sister for you uh-huh. I was very like I was two when my brother was born so I d- maybe they said it I don't know <laughs> but like from very early on I like i understood like he was my ma- my mom and dad would be talking about their stuff and i like i wanted to play with somebody that's my brother so mm-hmm. yeah we were very close like we would play all day long like i was never worried like i see sometimes like it's like who are we going with and mm-hmm. i was never worried about that because i'm like i'm going with my brother so mm-hmm. good and then yeah we are very close i don't know if i would say like closer than you and alex you guys have a very nice relationship but We are like he moved to calgary uh kind of to be close to me so to me that's like it's very humbling or like it's a big effort that our entire family did to kind of relocate to the same place Mm -hmm. and it's funny the other day somebody was asking me like oh if you got an offer of like i think it was like three hundred thousand dollars for like your job would you move i'm like no they're like yeah you're kidding i'm like no how much is seeing my brother weekly cost like what is the price of seeing my mom what is Mm-hmm. I'm not starving. I have a good job. I do. I need that extra money at the price of starving like my family, my friends. I have such a nice
0: community of friends here that,
3: yeah, like that has. And, and I don't think they believe me that I really wouldn't take it, but I really wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you definitely strike me as like you, you know what's important to you, and you're never like in doubt about it.
2: Well, what
1: was Venezuela I, I like try. when you left?
0: Well, it was tough when I left, uh, not as
3: bad. We were, my husband and I were lucky, uh, to leave like early. We had been dating for not that long. We, we had been dating for probably like eight months and he got this job offer. Like I told him, like, I want to go to Canada, Fran. And and of course that's, that's me, right? Like I, I decided I want to go to Canada and Fran is like, what do we do about that? (laughs) Like we have been dating for eight months. So he's like, okay, I'm going to, and this is Fran. Okay. Let me do something about it. I'm going to apply for a job. He applied for a job in Argentina. I'm like, okay,
2: wrong side of (laughs) the wrong
3: direction.
1: But at least you're getting out of it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and he got it. Like, well, he's a very smart man. But like right away, the guy's like, yeah, I'll hire you. So when he tells me, I'm like, oh, wait, we talked about this like two days ago. We were talking about Canada. We're not married. We just started dating. Like, I I cannot leave my job and just go follow you. So he's like, okay, I got it. Let me talk to the guy again. So he comes back. He's like, okay, he will hire you too. Oh my <laughs> god. So he got like us both hired. Yeah, yeah. The guy called me. He's like, he's gonna interview you. And I'm like, I'm getting ready. And the, and the guy calls me, he's like, Are you okay to come? I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> done. Interview.
2: Done. Oh You're my hired. God.
3: I know. They were I think they were desperately looking for engineers that knew something mm-hmm. about process simulation. And Frank knew a lot about it. And I just tag along and decided to I was gonna learn apparently about that. So we left at a moment where like it was hard because it wasn't that bad. Like a lot of our friends were staying, like we had to leave his family, my family. Like I I remember I got in a plane in Venezuela and I cried up to until we got to Lima. So it was like a four hour flight and I just cried.
2: Oh wow. By
3: the time we got to Buenos Aires I was out of tears. So <laughs> it was more <laughs> calm, cool. But it was very hard. But we could see like, I, I remember he wanted to get a car and, and he had been working for I think two years and it was so hard for him to get a car.
2: Mm-hmm. that we
3: were like, how are you gonna get an apartment? How are we gonna, how, how are we gonna move forward? Like this is not the place for us. And, and my mom was very supportive. Like uh, I think she figured out that I, still, I wanted to come to Canada but Argentina was offering a good opportunity. It was Honeywell, like it was a good, good company. They were hiring, hiring both of us. Um, mm-hmm. they offer like the job had a lot of time of travel and they even said like, we'll keep you in the same team so you can travel together. So it was a very good opportunity oh my for God. us. Yeah. And, and How we did that for even? four years,
0: 23. <laughs> oh
2: my God. I was <laughs> scared by yeah. your house.
0: Yeah, such a big decision.
3: Yeah, it was a big decision, but it was a good one. Like we, it was a good decision.
0: Do you feel like it, because those are pretty formative years, do you feel like it shaped you to leave home that early, let's say? Leave the closeness of family and everything you knew? I think so, but I think it was very good for Fran
3: and I to establish our relationship because, well, if you're stranded on an island, and believe me, Argentina was pretty much a desert island for us. (laughs) Nobody was talking to us you feel a very strong bond so we spent four years honeymooning like honestly we would get out of work on friday and we just did stuff together for the entire length of the weekend so yeah but i I miss my family very much and i think that the moment i left like i think we we arrived to argentina in july we were assigned to go to work in houston for three months like from october to december and i remember i came back from houston and i'm like okay friend we need to go to canada let's start planning like let's get the experience let's get the stuff but but let's start planning how are we going to get to canada because my mom and my brother need to come and this is not a country <laughs> like for us so wow. i need to get to a place where my family can also come so we and and wow. fran is like being a great man he's like yes we'll do that again let me, let me find a solution so we started applying for like after i think two years we decided we we're gonna stay there for two years just to make the experience worth it Mm-hmm. we we started applying for like master programs here in canada and we apply and apply and apply <laughs> until then until finally oh, yeah. he got it and again my mom being very supportive I was like whatever he go i will pay for your like get him get a, because it was very hard to get both of us a scholarship and my mom mm-hmm. offered to pay for mine so she was like get friend scholarship mm-hmm. that's fine and i'll pay for yours so that made it a lot easier because as soon as Frank got a professor that accepted accepted him, I was like, okay, perfect. I'll apply to that university then.
1: And were you, and you married how, at this how point? That's we came
3: to Canada. We, yeah, of course, yeah.
2: Did you get Nobody sorry Did you get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to I clarify. think both of
3: our parents were very much like, if you're happy, you can get married. Like you don't need to be living together without being married. Mm.
2: <laughs> Why yeah. wait? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you we, weren't
0: married when you went to Argentina. We were not. No, no. And my mom at
3: that point told me, like, don't get married. See if that works. See if that is the, the guy for you. And if that works, get married. But, yeah, uh, I think we got there. And, yeah, shortly after, probably like six months after, we started planning the wedding. Like, yeah. we were, yeah, it was fast. Like, We got married in, uh, in 2009. So we had been there for a year, a little bit.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So I have to pause at Canada. Why Canada? Why were you so like, how, where did that come from?
3: Well, <laughs> um, I mean, there's a whole world parents, out there. <laughs> Why Canada? I know, Right. And, yeah. and we do, both of us have like European passports. So definitely Canada was not the easiest choice. Hmm. But my parents came to Canada when they were young and they liked it. Like they just like, mm-hmm. I think they came when they were in their 30s, maybe. Like I, I, I hadn't bor- been born, so they were young. Uh, and, they, and my mom always said like, that is a good country. And when things were getting rougher in Venezuela, a lot of like, th- th- there were a lot of companies doing like the thing to sponsor people and to get them to to come with like the points and and my mom tried to do that to bring us here but she was not like she was not young enough to qualify and my dad had Uh passed away at that point so at a point my mom is like i won't be able to do it and i'm like that's fine we'll we'll do it backwards like Danielle and i will go and and we'll bring you so yeah i think that but but we didn't like when you're a kid you say canada i think it could have been houston if we had gotten a good Mm -hmm. offer
0: like it was Mm -hmm. part of luck part of Trying to chase that idea. Yeah, but that you can see how you chased it and actually made it happen. And despite all the unlikeliness of it. Yeah.
3: It's also a country that is a lot, a lot friendlier to immigrants. After being in Argentina, we really wanted a place where we wouldn't feel so different from the rest of the population Mm -hmm. and where our kids could speak a different language and don't be looked weird because of that. So in that, Canada is a very good country
1: did you did you did either of you speak english when you came here
3: i did i was in english classes for since i was a kid so i had a decent english fran learned in houston those three months he learned english (laughs) so it was funny we would be working close and and he would look at me like i don't know what he's saying and i would translate and then i'm like i don't know what i'm doing and he would come and explain to me
2: what i had wrong so we both
3: learned but yeah yeah, we fought, we fought a lot back then working. Now we're, somebody was asking me the other day, like, is it hard working with your husband? And I'm, I was like, I don't think I noticed anymore. Like, I mm-hmm. I learned to work and keep my personal life at home and, like, my work life at the office. But th- those 30 years were definitely uh, a learning curve.
1: A learning curve. Did you, you, so you still work with him? You guys both still work together? Yeah. Wow. They've
0: brief only yeah. taken um, he... brief, brief breaks away from each other. Is that... <laughs>
1: yes. Between
2: four AM and six AM for <laughs> like
0: two years. Yeah. Holy, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And even your masters, yeah, you think... did together.
3: Yeah. The math, yes, but he was doing like the uh, lab stuff and I was doing courses. I wanted to do courses. Mm. <laughs> so it's it's it was good for me also to have a bit of a... And, and I'm, I'm happy that I went into b before he did because it kind of gave me like a space without him. And now when he came, I, I already had like my friends, my, my environment. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. Fran's wife, which yeah. I was in Hollywood for a very long time.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
3: think that was good for me too amazing maybe he was valentina's husband yes but some people like, like yeah. nowadays they don't know right like if uh, we had a new hire the other day and we were leaving for lunch and i asked like are you coming and he said like no no and i, and I was like oh i'll get you shirt," and i winked and then i'm like oh i need to explain to this person that he's my husband or she's gonna think i'm
0: very inappropriate with my co-workers
1: yeah hey baby
0: <laughs> this is not the work culture <laughs>
1: Oh, that would be Um, so fun. I would do it just to mess with people.
0: (laughs) Trevor's mind's going a mile a minute. All (laughs) the things he would do. (laughs) Valen, you mentioned your dad passing away. It's only come up ever because I've heard you uh, kind of comfort others who've lost people with with your own story. Do you want to tell us about that?
3: It was very hard, but I don't think that I understood what was happening while it was happening. So I think I was a child up to I like turning 17. I was a child, like my world was my parents and my brother, my extended family. And like everything was so happy, like even Venezuela was not doing perfect, but it was decent enough that I didn't have to worry about that. And then my dad, like one Christmas, uh, they started doing exams and like one thing led to another and they discovered he had cancer. And I remember like my mom, like and my mom was crying and so worried and she knew, but I don't think my brother and I understood how, how dangerous that could be. Because in my mind, I'm like, it has to work out. Like things, he thinks need to work out. Like you always mm-hmm. get a happy ending, right? Like this can be, so I, I, it wasn't like he was diagnosed and he passed away with like, I think nine months. So it was fast. Uh, like mm-hmm. it was a fast process. It was a very tough year, um, especially because my mom had to be away many times with him at the hospital, so my brother and I were, were left at home. And, of course, my uncles were great, like, caring for us, driving us to school, picking us up. But I don't think I understand that. Now I look back, and I don't think Valentina back then understood everything that she, it was at risk, like everything that I was going to lose. And, yeah, when it happened, it's... For me, it was a shock. Like when my uncle called and he's like, "I need to pick you up. You need to go say goodbye to your dad. Like he's not gonna make it." I was like, "What? What? What is he saying? Like, why is he telling me this?" And but but yeah, like we definitely was tough. And the first year was I always say the first are the toughest. Uh, Like the first Christmas, the first Mm -hmm. birthday, the first, I was going into university. That's the year I started university. So I was counting, like my dad was always the one who's playing math to me. And I'm like, yeah, I pick engineering because I was like, I'm sure I'm going to have my math teacher like right there. So Mm -hmm. it was an adjustment, but I also, I think kids are resilient to be happy. Like I think my brother and I were just determined to keep being happy because that's what, I don't know why, that's how, what you do. It was harder on my mom, like I think my mom kept going just because we we were there, like she needed to keep going they my parents were together for like twenty something years, like that was my mom's only boyfriend uh so oh, wow. for them it's and and it was a love story like they were they were in love, they were like, yeah, you could see that they were always holding hands, so for her it was very tough, and it was very hard for us to see her. My mom was very always very strong, but it was hard to see her so sad and hmm. and sadness was so deep like you it didn't get better it wasn't getting better after a while i think as they say time heals everything and it got better uh like slowly I remember at one point she's like we're going to we're going to disney we're going to go on a vacation and i'm like well mom hmm. we're always sad and she's like we're going to go on a vacation and and i think we started doing stuff the three of us and we started like rewriting another type of story And we still like every, every time, like my brother and I would try to find ways to make it less sad. So for example, if we were going to talk about my dad, we would be like, let's do each three memories, three good memories. So we started that tradition and we keep it on like every, every time, like my dad's birthday would be December 17th. You see that I always get an email from my mom, like, here are my memories. And she has like three fun, nice, sweet memories that maybe stuff we don't know or that, hasn't been told to us and then my brother that has the best memory in the world Mm -hmm. remembers these things that only he can remember and we kind of have started to share that Mm -hmm. and I think that that's yeah I I was reflecting on that the other day and I've been without my dad for longer than I was with him Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and I think the biggest thing that that left me and I didn't realize that up to now is that I am very aware that time is is short like you might get the best people in your life, but you never know how long you're going to keep them.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, and I think that that has shaped me a lot as a mom, because whenever somebody is like, why don't you take a trip with Fran? I'm like, no, no, I, like the kids are coming. Like it's the four of us. Like we're going everywhere together. You know, I, you know how jealous I am about my time with them. Like, because I don't know, like I hope I last them a lot of time, but I don't know how much that would be. And I'm very aware of that. So that's when, whenever I'm fighting, I'm like, it's not worth fighting with anybody. Like time is precious. Let's just make the most out of it. So I think that's, yeah, that's how it impacted me. Of course Mm. I'm still peeling that onion. (laughs)
1: Was, was your mom open with her feelings or did she hide it from you guys at all?
3: I think she hid it a lot when he was sick just because Mm -hmm. I don't think they wanted to worry us with like probably she knew everything that could happen. And we were, we were given like the, we're going to have a surgery. Then we're going to have these, like just the next step Mm
2: -hmm. after
3: he died. She was very open. So like she would cry and we would sit there and and we would try to, she was like, we knew what was happening. So we also knew when she was getting better, she was getting better. Mm -hmm. And and that's nice. And yeah, my mom is very open with us. Like she, we, we share
1: wow she sounds like an amazing role model
0: she I is like. she's uh yeah she's strong wow sounds like you're all strong like you learned from mm-hmm. her i'm sure from your dad as well because to, to maintain that like what you've gotten out of that is beautiful and and is a good thing to share like it's a good thing to keep in mind for all of us uh the the conclusion that you got there is that you that anybody would get there is not, I don't think, fair. It, I think it takes a special kind of person to absorb that kind of sadness and turn it into joy. I love the idea of the three memories and yeah. me too. the tradition. I always share that with whenever somebody's sad or losing, that,
3: and that's probably how you have heard me say it, because I'm always like, try to, because it's tough to think about people in a sad way, and it's hard not to do it when you miss them. Like It's natural. Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course when whenever we share the memories uh we have had moments where we're sad i remember on my wedding day i was i was so sad about who's gonna walk me down the aisle because it hadn't Mm -hmm. been that long like probably six years Mm -hmm. and my brother is like i can walk you and i can walk you i can be your best man i can like i can do all of it so at the end my uncle my mom's younger brother he was like he was a rock he has been a rock to my mom And, and i decided like no let him walk me because he behaved. I wouldn't say like a dad because he's younger, but he was like, he did all the stuff. Like in my graduation, he sat there with my mom. My brother won a medal in the Olympics. My, my uncle was there. So he walked me. I'm And my brother stood there and I, and I knew my dad would have been so proud. And I still, like I, I know that when he sees us, because I believe that's, that happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He must be so happy that we're all in the same place. Like at the end, we we kind of carry on that that he taught us. Like you only have each other. Like care for your mom, care for your brother. Like that's your family. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think
0: that we try to honor him and honor that legacy. Oh,
1: well, good for you.
0: That's so sweet. Yeah, I I see it every day. The way you behave, the way you prioritize family time and just family ties like down to your kids and up to your mom and everyone in, in between and your brother, you know, it, and I, it's, it's good. It's good to see that where that comes from, obviously, like you guys were very united, even when you were little, but maintained yeah. that through.
3: I hope my kids carry on. Like I, I always tell them like you have each other guys, like, come on. <laughs> and and my oldest, I think he he is a bit like me. So whenever I tell him, like, no, sometimes brothers are apart because they live in different countries, like I'm going to live next to Nacho mom. Like, don't worry. Like, whatever Nacho goes, I'll go. So I, I hope they do whatever they want, but I hope they become those idols that is still, it doesn't matter if you live close. You and Alex don't live close, but you're still close. Like, I hope they, they prioritize having each other in their lives. I think they will i hope
1: just just watching and seeing and hearing you speak about it um at work angela was mentioning to me that you have an ability at work unlike most people to get into like really open and deep conversations as opposed to what i call like the water tower conversations where you (laughs) run into someone at the kitchen nobody has a water tower anymore but if you run into someone in the the kitchen you say hi how's it going what nice weather we have today and then you say okay enjoy your day (laughs) but angela was telling me about your ability to like really get into and make people open up in the office and i wanted to ask you about that and where that came from
3: i don't know i i do i think that i have i have lucky to work with like people that are really really nice not everybody but a lot of them and it's easy to I, I just ask a bit about what they're doing, and I make sure that if they have like a birthday coming up, I I try to uh, think about that. But one thing that I I I didn't I don't think I chose my career that much. Like my parents were like, "You are good in math. Why don't you study engineering?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Like that sounds like a plan. Uh, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> I am good in math. <laughs> uh, and then I started doing that. And when I was I started going to start to apply it. My husband got this job offer. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll go do that. And I remember when I came to Calgary, I was like, no, I won't be doing any more process simulation because that's not my dream. I'm going to follow my dream now. What is mm. your dream? I don't know that, but that's
2: fine. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went it. to a couple
3: of job interviews and it was like, well, you don't have that much experience in anything besides process simulation. That's that's fair. So when I went an interview at VMG, I was like, already like i need a job more than i need to follow a dream but i still don't know what it is Uh um so i was like yeah if they if they offer a job i'm gonna take it and at that point i realized that i might not be able to get away from like process simulation and i might as well make it my dream job because it was going to be my job and Mm -hmm. i think i focus a lot of that in like okay let's make it nice if we're gonna work here let's let's invest in relationship let's invest in like Feeling like a team because I I still don't know if you ask me today what is my dream job I would be like that's maybe teacher maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know but travel, I do like, like travel working. agent yeah planning Disney trips. I don't, <laughs> I don't
2: know we'll get to that <laughs> that's good we'll get to <laughs> that. <laughs>
3: yeah but like it's it's very happy or it's very for me rewarding to work in a team and to see like whenever you have a problem your team comes and backs you up like I feel like I get a yeah. lot from that. So I decided, well, why don't I focus, like, in doing that, right? Like, in in sharing. So I, I, I overshare all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you can hear me talking about very personal things at the office, and usually that gets people in into the same kind of mood. Yeah. And I have to say, I am so lucky. Like, from that office, I think, like, I've gotten so many, like, lifelong friendships. Like, I people that I truly consider my friends, and then some other people that are still very close and and very nice people so i i generally like to know about their life their their problems and i try mm-hmm. to foster that a lot so whenever one of the people in our team is having a problem i'm like okay guys it's all hands on deck like we need to get that person out and and i think getting mm-hmm. that and knowing that you're gonna be backed up gets people to act that way yeah so i think something might come from that and, and i really like the team feeling like we're all all in this together I don't know if that answers your question
0: it's, i yeah i feel the luckiest to work closely with alan not just in the same because we worked in the same company for a few years but recently we've gotten to work much more closely than we did and i always appreciated her even from the beginning and, and this style of being because she has this you have this way of reaching into to everyone like it doesn't matter how much you need them day to day let's say or you need to talk or collaborate with them day to day, you can make a point to reach anybody and make them feel like part of the team and like you care. And I think that's what I was mentioning to Trevor about the water tower conversations, <laughs> basically small talk. Like we can say nobody likes small talk because the reason we say that is because it sometimes can feel disingenuous. It feels like just the chore that you have to get through to get to what you really are looking for. Yeah. But when 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 you talk to people I, from experience to me or for people around me it it's very clear how sincere you are how sincere you care like you're asking because you care and and you treat people like people not just <laughs> like oh <my laughs> you know work tools or co-workers or whatever uh and you really like so so when you ask any you I think you very quickly skip past any kind of small talk, like talk about the weather, and you just get deep down at like, understanding what is important to people and making them feel seen and making them feel like part of a team. And that's not just a has a one on one effect, but it has a, a multiplying effect. Because when you ask someone about who they are, and they are able to share that with you, then other people who are around also know better who they are, and can feel that opening to share with each other right and and that really has a huge impact on building a team Uh, and and so i think you're by making your job your dream or however (laughs) you would put it making it something that's meaningful to you you do that for others in the team as well definitely so thank you that's uh,
3: yeah i don't mean to do it like i didn't mean to do it like that i just when you start asking you start knowing and you start caring it's it's impossible, mm-hmm. right? Like if you know this person I have two daughters, well, let me ask you about your daughters. Like, what's going on? What are you doing? And mm-hmm. and at some point you care about them. And yeah, it's a two way road because then they ask about me, and we start establishing like a, a. And I'm very good at like these are my kids. This is my life. This is welcome. Like you're 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 welcome to come in and to share mm-hmm. it with me as mm-hmm. long as you're a decent person and are not going to. Yeah use that for anything that is going to be harmful, yeah. I will be happy to share that with. It, it just makes it, it gives me the drive to get in the, up in the morning and be like, well, I'm going to go to work, but it's not only work, I'm going to go see good people and I'm going to go enjoy this. I'm going to maybe have lunch with somebody that I like. So that helps a bit with like when the day, days get heavy, like having good people on your team help.
1: Mm-hmm and you've built that around yourself it sounds like i think and i it, was lucky
3: too. I, it, it's it, a pretty good group of people
1: <laughs> it sounds like an amazing group of people we've talked yeah. about it in multiple episodes it sounds like i'm gonna quit my job and come and work with you guys
0: <laughs> you <heart>. yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> i think me and valentina and angela would just sit in the kitchen and talk all day i don't know if we would get any work done
3: Anne is very good at never, like she's always super busy and she never makes you feel like she has enough time for chatting and I don't know, because I know the world is like burning behind her and she's like, so how's everything? And I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. <Anne. laughs>
1: it's a good observation. I would agree with that. And it sounds like you, Valentina, have led by example. And what's popping into my head is we interviewed Marcy last week and we talked about when people at work are struggling often they'll kind of keep it to themselves they won't they don't want to show the soft vulnerable side of themselves and it sounds like you do do that and you open up which leads to other people opening up and it makes for such a more cohesive and trusting workplace and
3: that- that is hard before it would be very open, but we were a very small company. So mm-hmm. honestly that you could go to Malou's office. I remember once I didn't get my work permit and I went there crying like, Malu, are you going to fire me? She's like, Oh God, no, wait, we'll figure this one out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now it's hard. They're in a bigger company. So I understand why a lot of people want to keep it very professional, right? Like very, we don't, we don't, we don't, we want to avoid talking personal things,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but I'm, To me it's very hard to avoid talking personal things like it's i I maybe limit a bit who i talk them with or where i do it like maybe not in the kitchen where everybody can hear me
2: Mm -hmm.
3: but it's yeah it's part of who i am it's it's hard for me i think juan told me once like you care too much and i think that's true like when things don't like when i get when i feel like i'm getting the bad end of something, I have a hard time of just separating and be like, that's work. No, it's to me, like, I care too much. That is, that Mm -hmm. is true.
1: Yeah.
0: I think, yeah, it's like when you give a lot, (laughs) when you give a lot, it's hard to not expect in return a certain, like, you know, when you care a lot it's you, you expect care in return right and, 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 and we get that a lot right like i've been in an office where i've be, been caring a lot
3: and a lot of people get that back so it's hard when you feel like because it's not the norm i think for luckily i think we are very lucky that that the norm is not not caring that the norm is caring a lot i don't think that is common in every job
1: nope it's <laughs> not as i shake my head good for you for building that environment that's It's amazing. I wish I wish every company would have people that were willing to do that because the result you get is so it's so rewarding. And it's so nice to know that you can open up and people will have your back. And when you're and when you need help, people are going to be there to help you.
3: To me, that makes a huge difference in like, do you like your job? I go straight. I don't go straight to the work I do. I go straight to the people I work with. If I like those people, well, then I probably will. Like, as I said, you're good in math, be an engineer. Okay. You can do process simulation, do that. Okay, I I can, that's fine. But the people to me, that's like, you can, it's hard to get away with like not
0: having good coworkers and being happy to go to that office. Like that is tough. Yeah, I get it. I was going to mention, it's like, okay, this is uh, another, this is like a Richard quote. Richard says, uh, we're not saving lives here. when and I think I don't know if he how much he's influenced by the fact that his parents are saving lives <laughs> for a living sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when he's kind of frustrated with or or not frustrated but just like his viewpoint on work is like you don't need to be that stressed about things like you don't need to be pushing that hard is that you're like doing damage to yourself or others kind of thing it's um it's we're not saving lives here like the work itself it's just work. is not that critical right and some people do do those jobs and i think we can get caught in the trap of thinking the work if the work is not saving lives or fixing climate change or you know ending world hunger then the work is not meaningful right you need to find something like that that is meaningful but i think it's most work is not like that and that doesn't make it not meaningful because you can bring a lot of meaning to the people around you and and a lot of you can find a lot of meaning by helping people I also remember a friend telling my dad a long time ago that she wanted to be a doctor so she could help people and he said well you know engineers help people too (laughs) And, (laughs) and, and I think you can find a way of finding those connections is like contribution to society type thing but like in the day to day you help people right you help me you help your team and and that's and i help myself and you help yourself what do you mean? Because it
3: is true. Sometimes, like, I think a couple of days ago, I, my son was really having a hard time adjusting to kindergarten, and I got in the car, and I was so worried in my head, like, do I pull him out of school? Do I homeschool? And what, what do I do? What do I do? He's not happy in kindergarten. <laughs> and I got to the office, and a lot was going on. So I got distracted with, like, my office life and my, and when I got back in the car, I'm like, oh, it's kindergarten. Like, he'll adjust. Like, that's fine. So I also, like, that people, like, that energy also helps me. Because mm-hmm. even if I, like, and I, I walk into the office and I told my coworkers who are, are all like, they don't have kids, they are in their 20s, like very young, like, he's not adjusting. And they're like, that's fine. Nobody adjusts fast. Like, and, and seeing that, like, it's true. That's fine. I'm over worrying because it's my kid. If anybody mm-hmm. was coming to me and saying that, I would be like, well, give him a bit of time. It's been like a week and a half. You don't need to panic about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I do believe, like, I might help people, but honestly... What I take is how much people help me, like whenever I'm sad, whenever I'm, I have something on my mind, I can go to a lot of people in that office and be like, hey, can I, can I talk to you? Can Do you have a moment? And I get out of there like, and I get like a genuine, a person that is stopping their work to listen to me to try to make me feel better. So that's I feel like I'm the lucky
0: one. Like I, I get a lot from from people at work. Let me ask, because it's a perfect transition from what you're saying. Being a working mom <laughs> uh, you just talk to something that is kind of a positive side of things, right Being able to distract yourself, I guess maybe have yeah. a bit of perspective to different sides exactly right <laughs> but but t- tell tell us more what uh, what has that been like? What did you expect it to be like and what has it been like in in reality? I think it's hard. I think it's, uh, you
3: usually feel like, and and I know it's a cliche, but like you're failing both sides. Like, oh, I don't work enough. I don't, I don't commit to everything I should. And I am not with the kids enough. Uh, Like, I think the pandemic helped a bit with that because we were able to give all of this flexibility. I remember I, when my first son was a year and a half, I would be miserable because I would drop him at eight in a daycare and pick him Mm -hmm. up at 530. I'm like, that's just not enough. Like I'm not getting enough of him uh mm-hmm. but with all of the transitions now i think we're in a better spot uh so like if they have a PD day i can keep them home and at least have lunch with them or like they're like I, I feel like i'm a bit more involved and yeah that's a work in progress kind of thing like i don't think i think for my kids it's good to see their mom working because i think they need to know that i i work that i that my work matters that that I am that I have the right to work, that I don't need to choose between those two. I don't want them to ever choose between those two or make anybody choose between those two. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to know that they can do both. And it won't be perfect, but honestly, I don't think that it would be perfect if I had picked only one, anyways. So I try to give myself a break and just like I, I'll do every day. I wake up and I'm like, I'm gonna do my very best at work. And I'll do as much as I can those six, seven, eight hours that I'm there, and then I'm gonna do my best as a mom and try to pack those three, four hours with as many good things as I can, and I'm gonna go to bed and start again.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> no kidding. Wow well, is right. You seem like a person who's very good at being present in what you're doing. Like when you're at work, you're focused and you can I try but
3: I'm not Sometimes I get scrolling on the phone too And I'm like I'm not being present for my kid But maybe I need like 20 minutes to just scroll to my phone
1: Tommy yesterday asked me Why are you always on your phone? Aww. As I was staring at my phone And it like shattered me So I threw my phone away And then sure enough Probably three hours later He's like dad Why are you always on your phone? <laughs> I'm gonna burn this thing like, The worst dad guilt ever
3: it, yeah but but we should not right like why are they always on their screens giving them an ipad <laughs> as we have the yeah. phone and see if they can put it away <laughs> like, i should
1: have said that why are you always asking <laughs> questions
3: yeah like <laughs> why like why when i ask you to get dressed you take 24 asks like why don't you do it the first time you don't have an answer Neither oh, that do makes
1: I. <laughs> me feel good to hear you say
3: yeah no no I, I don't think i try to be present like for example if i'm in a place with other people i will put my phone away that's for sure because like what's the point right like if i want to look at my phone i don't need to drive yeah. but like with the kids it's easy to be in a playground and they're playing, and i'm like well what do i do i can
2: scroll mm-hmm. through
3: my phone and see what's happening right so yeah work in progress there
0: what would you tell someone because i i guessed that it's always a work in progress and and you're always Try to balance it out. That's what I. What would you tell someone that is feeling overwhelmed with that, or is doubting their choices?
3: I think that you will get overwhelmed. Like that will happen. You just have to ride that day out. One thing that I think is good with parenting is that usually the crisis lasts. They they don't last that long, unless it's like Mm -hmm. a major thing. But like the day-to-day crisis, like one day might be a disaster because you didn't get the costume that they needed. You didn't put the money in their lunchbox. You didn't. you, you, You. didn't do anything right but you have the chance to redo it the next day so Mm -hmm. for me it's like you're always going to feel overwhelmed but i think it's so good for you for your kids and for your family to to try to feel fulfilled so whatever makes you feel fulfilled if it's not working if you want to be doing something else maybe it's the type of work you're doing and then you can assess if a change might be good Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the expectations that other people are putting on you. And then that's a tougher one because it's hard to get away from those. But I think you have to sit and think like, what is it that is overwhelming me? Is it like I'm maybe putting too much on like I need to make this costume from scratch? Then buy them. Like, try to find what of that overwhelming part can you take away? Well, they don't need to do four sports. Cut it to two. Done. Overwhelming done.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and just do it. Like, it's gonna be a sacrifice yes it's gonna be but your kids and your office rather have somebody that is not doing four sports like the kids will be happier with two sports and a parent that is not losing it than four mm-hmm. sports and a parent that is oh. just dying so mm-hmm. to me that has been it like whenever i feel like okay i overbook ourselves what do we what, what do we cut we cancel something and we regroup because sometimes that's needed too mm-hmm. But as I'm saying that, like two weeks ago, I had a morning where like I fought with my kid and I got to the office. I'm like, I'm the worst mom in the world. Like it's nine and I already grounded him for like three years. I took everything (laughs) away, (laughs) everything I had, everything. So it's fine. When I pick him up, I'm like, okay, mom wasn't at his best either. I'm sorry. And it's, it's good for them, honestly, to know that we make mistakes. Like, and we apologize for it. How else are they going to learn to own their mistakes and apologize for them? Right yeah so i think that for me you can always find something that you can cut one thing that i struggle with at the office and i still working on that this is like i still need to get hopefully you interview somebody that will give me some insight <laughs> on how to do this better
2: okay.
3: but you get into a corporate life and it's like a chase to get more to get a mm-hmm. bigger position to get more money to do more to travel more to get more recognition to and all of that adds extra stress if you already are pressed for time right yeah but sometimes if i up, up out i'm like oh no I, I won't go for that you feel like you are kind of being passed so it's to me it's very hard to be able to say like this is where i'm staying this is the responsibilities i'm taking and just be happy with it when you see everybody else being driven which like strength somewhere else and you feel like well maybe i'm not that into it so that still gets me sometimes i'm like i should be trying to get should i be trying to get there or maybe when i get there i'm gonna realize like my life is not happier now but it's more stressful but i'm still Mm. like i struggle with that a lot
1: that's interesting
3: like but working parents i think get a lot of that and i think that's maybe where like that overwhelming feeling comes like i should do one or the other and Honestly, we want parents to do both. That's I think that's the goal for society.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could speak to that. I've been in that position a few times in the last, I want to say, three years, where I see like the people around me growing in their career, and I kind of there's a day when it happens where I'm like, oh, I, like I, that should have been me. I could have done that. Um, what am I doing? Like, am I focusing yeah. on the wrong thing? And what helps me is to know that I've prioritized the things that are important to me, and that may not be my career. That may not be climbing the corporate ladder. To me, the things that make me happy, and at the end of my years, I'll look back and say, yeah, I did that right. Those weren't the things that are going to help me climb that ladder. And that's what helps me kind of think through that and feel better about it, because I know I'm at home being the best parent I can be while these other people are climbing the ladder. Not to say that they're not being a great parent either, but it's just that I've chosen not to focus on that. And I just need to remind myself often that that's what I've focused on. And the rewards come in different ways. The reward is not a paycheck. The reward is not somebody giving you a promotion and changing your title. Um, and, Finding a passion maybe, outside of work has also made a huge difference.
3: And I've learned to be like, oh, the fact that they're climbing that ladder doesn't mean they're bad parents. It's definitely right. the fact that different things make make each of us happy, right? Like Exactly. And and I I have come to I was telling Angela, I need to own that. I need to own that for me to go to my Halloween, my kids' Halloween class in, in Halloween is not a nightmare. I don't feel overwhelmed by 25 kids yelling in costume that is gonna make me happy and and that's fine that is different that what makes somebody else that maybe took a trip abroad and, and got to know a beautiful country and like got exposed to a culture makes them happy so mm-hmm. i think that what i've taken from that or, or what i try to take is like neither of us is wrong we just have like our happiness looks different so the steps we need to take to get there will be different so exactly. for you probably like the rewards come Like, if you were climbing that ladder, still being the best father you could, you probably wouldn't be happier than you are right now. Exactly. So why would would I do it, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. I think we Uh just answered your question. We didn't have to interview anyone else.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I think when we see other people and we question our choices, we should not go beyond to say that we should be making their choices. We should just... Like, I think what we are attracted to is their happiness, not their choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that we have to follow the same steps as they did to get our happiness. It just means exactly. like, I want that, let's say drive, or I want mm-hmm. that passion, or I want that joy and how does, what does it look like for me? Maybe I already have it and I'm just not recognizing it because it's under a different umbrella. Yeah.
3: And same happens, like, for example, with, I feel like this must be the case for somebody that doesn't have kids and is listening constantly to, like, if, if you don't have kids, you're not happy. Well, why? Why do you assume that you have to have kids too? So that's kind of yeah. what I try to
0: put it. <laughs> exactly. As. Because, because let's say it's the same thing. Like when you see somebody, let's say, climbing the corporate ladder, probably the moment that you're seeing them is the moment they got recognition in an email, they got, uh, a promotion, they got a you know shout out, whatever it is. they got an opportunity to go somewhere like that those are the moments that you're catching and seeing, oh, maybe I should want that, but you're not seeing the you know. 9 p.m. phone calls there the 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. work thing that they had to do. You're not seeing the nightmares in the airports to get to the visit mm-hmm. that they had to do. You, the parent guilt if they have this, kids, because we're assuming they don't have the it, or maybe guilt. they do, yeah, and they're and just I, pushing through, through that. And that's, and that's something I, I also try to be conscious of when... You see the instagram version of families and Mm -hmm. the beautiful photo shoots and adorable children you're like yeah that that looks amazing and also there's a lot of work that's behind this there's a lot of headaches that are behind this there's a lot of so it's easy to get miraged into this is the path
2: (laughs) obviously that that leads to happiness
0: but but yeah i think it, it looks different for each person and and that's what we should be inspired by i think that's what i'm inspired by is seeing how people figure their way towards where they are that makes them
3: happy. yeah and i think that you have to own your your choices like to me that's very important like whenever somebody's telling you because it happens like somebody without meaning says like oh but you're giving up a lot for your kids well no like i'm i'm giving the opportunity i chose to have kids i chose to raise them i'm giving the opportunity like I, i try to flip it I'm not i'm not losing like this job is allowing me flexibility to raise my kids and I still have a career so it's not like what i'm wh- why not why focus on what i'm losing or what i'm missing instead of focusing on what i'm getting from it yeah so to me it's always try to flip that perspective of like well let's try to see the good out of it right
1: yeah it's so easy to compare yourself and i find like so easy everybody does it and i wish i could find the <laughs> crack the code on stop comparing yourself to the outside world
2: and judge if you're, you're going to compare
1: one, yourself to something compare compare yourself to yourself yesterday or something like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: let's be a better me today not better than anyone else and we else, say that
3: you probably know this, Robert. We say that to our kids all the time: like, don't focus on what other kids are doing. Are you better than yesterday?
1: Yeah.
3: But somehow we have the theory right, and then when we have to practice it, we all fall in these traps of exactly. like, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Do as <laughs> yeah. I say, not as I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was to say, uh, it's a really cool thought that like we always focus on making choices, as like we want to be able to make choices that's freedom, right? Freedom is we make our choices. But a choice implies that you're choosing something over something else. So you get to, you get to see it from either light, you get to see any choice as, Oh, wonderful, you chose this, or you missed out on that. But then how do you have a choice? Otherwise it's not a choice. If you if you have everything <laughs> if you somehow could wave a magic wand and have everything, then you're not choosing anything.
1: Yeah, you're it's not weird. experiencing anything.
0: I
3: think one thing we, cho- we can choose is how we, th- we see things. And that's, I think, like lately, as I said, like am I doing my dream job? I was thinking of that. And then I thought like, I oh, am. Yeah. Because if I think of my life, if I think what Valentina at 17 or when my first broken bro- boyfriend broke up with me, what Valentina want is the life that I have right now. Like my life right now is my dream life. Like I have these beautiful boys. I have a husband. I have my family close by. Like I am living my dream life. And my job has been a crucial part of it because to start it was the one who allows me allowed me to become a Canadian. it has allowed me to buy a house. it has given me all of these amazing relationships. so my job must be my dream job because it's letting me live my dream life. So I think that you, that's one thing you you can choose is how you see things and how you Perceive them in your life. Like if I focus from like, oh yeah, I have to work every day, and sometimes it's nice outside. and I wish I could go out, and I can't. Yeah, but if I refocus myself to what, well, what have I gotten from this job? It's mm. it's a lot easier to to put like a good energy towards it because it's giving me a lot.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of Richard's episode and how how crystal clear he is on work has a place in his life, but it. It, it only holds that place. And he's so good at having the clarity that there's a bigger picture. There's all these other things I love doing. And I'm going to do them because I love it. And work will help me do that. And work is just work. A lot of people will say, like, if I'm not doing my dream job, then I've, I'm not living my dream.
3: My life is not. Like, I need to chase my dream exactly. job. But for some of us, we don't know what that is. So mm-hmm. I think that it's fair to make it your dream job, then do everything you can in the place you are to make it good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the redefinition of the dream job. The dream job is the one that lets me have my dream life.
3: That is how I see it these days. So, because I don't want to tell my kids, like, my mom, no, do you like your job? No, <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> no, like, I want them to see it. But I, I also don't want to say, like, I found, like, this is exactly because I don't know if in 10 years I'm going to find something that I really, really, really want exactly. to do and I'm going to shift to that. But mm-hmm. nowadays I can tell my kids that my job is my dream job because it is the one that
0: allows me to have my dream life.
1: Well, that's a very cool way of looking at it.
0: Yes, I really love the idea of you can change later Like you're not making a commitment for life later when you know better, you'll make different choices later when you change who you are, right, when you grow to a different yeah. place in your life or what you want, then you can make different choices. But the time in between is not wasted. Like, it's you've not wasted if you use it well, like if you used to, to be like be miserable every day <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> and 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 hate going to work then that's one thing but if you think about like what is important to you and let's say what is important to you is building relationships and building connections and building teams you are practicing that and getting better at that every day and wherever your life takes you if it aligns with who you are at your core and what your passion is then that is very likely to come in handy right and you'll be building on that and yeah. not
3: and at not least s- i wasn't waiting for a big moment of <laughs> moment. <a> revelation <laughs> that maybe by the, because that's what i think that sometimes you stuff you start doing stuff that you're like well this is temporary and it becomes permanent right
2: mm-hmm. but that doesn't
3: mean that you have to settle for it like you mm-hmm. can make it a good permanent you can make the best out of it So, yeah, I agree. Like, if you know you can take all of that from your job, well, learn that. Like, be better at those things. Talking about how we see things, I want to share something with you guys. So, I took my kids to Disney World, and, and anybody who knows me knows that I, like, you'd say Disney World, and my eyes are like, yes, let me plan that for you. Let's do it. You should do it. And, like, it's the best place in the world. And, like, when we took our boys, some people said they were a tad young. I was like, I don't care. Like, This is a plan, we're going, we're going to be the happiest. And it was a fantastic trip. But the last day there, I was watching the fireworks show and Mickey Mouse came out and was saying, like, a lot of people say, like, this place is magic. But honestly, the magic is what you bring into this place. And that started, like, got me thinking of, like, hmm. oh, that is very true. Like, when I go to Disney, I am the best version of, the happiest version of myself. Like, I just bring joy through those doors. And I bring joy to the people around me. Like, yeah, it was, like, 40 degrees. And I'm still, aren't we having the best time? <laughs> and and it got me thinking, like, I've been doing that for a long time. Like, the first time I went, I probably went as a kid. I don't remember. and I, I'm sure I had a blast. But I'm sure it wasn't the rides or or like the food we had. I'm sure it was like the family time that we had and the fact that mm-hmm. my parents were playing with us for the entire day, right? Like we had a mm-hmm. day of play. And as time went by, like we kept doing that. And when after my dad passed away the first place, my mom is like, well, I know Orlando. I can take them there. It will be like limit and I can do that. So that's the first place we went. And and. When I got married, Fran hadn't never been to Disney. Well, I'm like, no, I need to show you. Like, you need to see Disney through my eyes. So I started thinking, like, maybe it's not that Disney is the magic, ma- the most magical place of life, which I think it is. But also, like, when I go there, I go in the mindset of, like, I'm going to have the most magical time of my life. And when you go into situations like that, you're likely going to be happy. Like, it's very hard to put you out of that bubble. If mm-hmm. you ask me now, like, was the time great? I'm, like, the kids behave great. I'm sure they had tantrums, but I don't remember that. Like, was the weather well, was at that hot? It was like 40 something. Like, we were sweating. W- were you tired? Eh, smidge tired. Yeah, we were exhausted. But like, since we're going in, and and I think Fran caught into that. Like, we're bringing this kid in with like, this is the best. Like, you're gonna have the best time. We're gonna be playing with you. We put so much of that out there that I think now the kids feel like, well, we need to repeat Disney again. Not for the rides which i think they like but because they got like uninterrupted time with two parents that were extremely relaxed happy and and present because we were just there for them mm-hmm. so that made me think like well if i put that attitude into it to like most things that i don't like that much i might like them a bit better mm-hmm. and i think that was my latest uh, realization from disney like I have made it a magical place for myself, but I have the power to do that with other things too.
2: Wow. Wow. That's, that's a big realization. <laughs> I, I thought that's
3: amazing.
2: It. <laughs> she but I was telling when we were
3: walking away. And it's true. Everybody that comes here comes happy. Like nobody yeah. goes to Disney and is angry. So of course it's a place where if you crash into somebody, they're happy, you're happy, you don't get a bad altercation out of that. It's yeah. like the, everybody there is happy. So that made me think exactly. if everybody goes into an office with the idea that they're gonna be their best self and that they're gonna maybe you it's harder to focus on the bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. So that's so what I'm trying to
2: fun. do lately. Yeah. That's that's
3: that's the new Valentina what he's trying <laughs> to do is like instead bring of focusing Disney on to work. Yeah, well, instead of focusing on the heat, because there was heat, there were lines, we were like, it was, parking was sometimes not fun, but we didn't focus on that at all. It was like, well, yeah, minor annoyances that probably in a different place, we would have been very annoyed by, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: but we were there, like we were bringing that energy. So I think that I need to put more of that energy into everything I do, and that way my chances of being not happy about them is going to be
0: less.
1: Wow, that's powerful. You should just bring a giant picture of Mickey Mouse and put it on. One of the walls. i was just gonna that say
0: work. that Mickey, that Mickey's wise.
1: <laughs> no kidding.
0: Mickey's wise. I know. He got me thinking,
3: and and it is true. Like if everybody goes there miserable, Disney will stop being the most magical place on earth.
0: Yeah, no, that I, I had a similar, not not as deep, but like f- feeling when I was th- in Vegas, thinking that why is Vegas so fun? Like. It's not actually that much to do like the buildings are fine if you look at them once but to keep coming back it's just a hotel and there's just casinos and there's like people like smoking and kind of like people being drunk and annoying there's like all these like negative things that about it but it's kind of yeah it's kind of dirty whatever but it's like it's crowded it's hot but but everybody that's there it's just like everybody's there to have a good time and it's such a contagious atmosphere. You were just like, I'm having a good time when everyone around me is having a good time. And I love being yeah. here. It's like, it's a cool place to be. Yeah. Bring that into everything. I love it.
3: Bring that into everything. Like, whenever you're going through, like, yeah, you're not in a great situation, it's like, well, focus on the good and bring that. I'm not going to be disturbed by the annoyances and just focus on the good.
1: So powerful. I'm going to bring a Mickey Mouse to work, I think. <laughs> I, I had a similar experience, actually, at Disneyland. We went to Disneyland when um, we only had Tommy at the time. And he was, I don't know, maybe a year and a half. Like, same thing. People were like, he's pretty young. He's not going to really get much out of it. But it wasn't for him.
2: Oh, it <laughs> it for him. Was oh for no, us. it wasn't for him. <laughs> and I
1: remember, like, we were we were in San Diego. So we had to drive... I think it was an hour and a half drive in the morning, early morning. We got there, the parking, you know how it goes, like the buses and it's crazy. We had a spectacular day. I think we left when it closed, which is I think 11 after the fireworks or something crazy. Uh, Knowing I still had to drive for an hour and a half to get back to San Diego. I got back to San Diego and I just laid in bed awake with like bliss. Like that was the greatest day ever. And hearing you say, like, all those, there's a lot of crappy things that happened in that day, but they don't (laughs) exist. I don't remember any of them. I just remembered, like, pure bliss. And -hmm. I think I was awake all night just thinking about it. And you're right. It's it's just perspective.
3: And the kids will probably, like, Tommy was probably young, but I don't think my kids will remember the specific. They will grow up probably to do what I do. They just remember they were happy there. Like, that Mm -hmm. place brought them an insane amount of happiness and they Mm -hmm. keep visiting because of that right yeah so yeah for me it's like yeah the trip was for them at some extent it's also an easy place to go with kids nobody gets annoyed with them yeah but it's for you (laughs) it's it's for for the family it's a nice place for the family
1: yeah it is i agree
0: that's beautiful i was was gonna ask you about your love of traveling and i think that now i have an idea is like would you say that Tra- like traveling in general puts you in that state of mind of being more present yeah. but that is like we used to joke my husband and i like because we would take these
3: like long trips and expensive trips and we weren't making that much money we're still not making that much money <laughs> to take the trips we take and fran used to joke like well it's better it's cheaper than therapy and at some point <laughs> it, it is true like it was a great time for us to connect with each other to like Get out of, like, everything. And, and I think it starts with, like, I don't exercise. So that means we can wake up together every morning. And that's what I try to do in Disney. Like, we would wake together instead of me waking early. and And if we need to stay past nine, I don't care because I don't need to be up at four anyway. So it's just, like, we let go of everything that we have, like, all the boundaries that we have at home. And we just enjoy it. So yeah, I think that it comes from that, from like, we go into there knowing that we're going to have a great time and things can not always go great, but the mentality is so strong that we forget those and push through with the greatness.
1: It's like you Just all a of system. a sudden have all this freedom Yeah. To, to do this. And really, like, again, back to perspective, you could have this freedom at any point
3: i could right i but could not it, for some reason you
1: give yourself permission to do it on vacation yeah. or while you're traveling
3: i think on vacation is right like the last two years well we we did staycations like before mm-hmm. uh, disney and still like i was like i'm gonna treat this as a vacation so I won't work out like we will if we need, need to stay late we'll stay late Like we will take it as a vacation time mm-hmm. because i think it's good too i am a big defender of routines and i i think i drive under them but i think to break them once in a while is healthy for the soul
1: mm-hmm. i agree awesome. and you love planning the trips too
3: i do i felt so uh <sighs> identified with laura with her excel spreadsheet oh my god i had like <laughs> by hour like 11 to 11 30 we do these. yeah this year with the maps, I opened the map of the park and it's like, let me see which ones my youngest can get in. So we don't mm-hmm. get like in a row where he can do like three or four in a row because he's going to get bored. So I plan how we're going to go into the park, how we're going to go up. Of course, we have to change everything once we get there. But <laughs> yeah. for me, the trip starts with the planning. So I mm-hmm. want to get like, I'm anxious to get that happiness and I can get a bit ahead from planning it. If it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work. But
0: mm-hmm. Do you think it's like it's interesting like you get into like picturing yourself there like it's it's some kind of like visualization for me, it is if I'm planning a trip, but when I'm really planning a trip, not when I'm like, okay, booking the tickets, booking the flights, but if I think like, okay, wake up here, uh, what are we going to be feeling in this moment? What are we going to want? We will do this. And then how will we feel? We might feel a little tired, like we want a break. So maybe the best thing to do is this, but it's kind of like you, because you put yourself in that mindset, you're like, going through the trip like your your mind is already there you're already on vacation you're pre-enjoying it yeah like and
3: i and i think this if i'm gonna pay certain amount of money i'm gonna enjoy that money from the moment (laughs) i Uh pay it (laughs) <laughs> until the moment i'm done so every time i was and i and it's it's honestly like every time i was like overwhelmed with something I, uh, let me think about disney for a bit so i would go and i'm like i would call my oldest and he's like oh man Seba, let me show you a disney ride and i would show him like the ride and he would get excited and I, and I would be like oh we're gonna have the best time and kind of that would reset me to be like i'm happy again because i am using my vacation in advance.
1: <laughs> Oh i love that using your imagination Amazing.
2: yeah
3: I think it's also like for us, it was good to, for kids to know what to expect, right? Like I I was worried that they were going to be like, Oh, what is this? So I think it was also like, for kids, it's good to know we're going to get in a plane then we're going to be there for a certain amount of time. Then we're going to go to there, but we're not going to go home. We're going to go to rent a car. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. not going to go home.
0: We're going to go to a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You said like the work allows you to have your dream life. But I feel like it's pretty clear that you've built your dream life. Like in, I I don't know if you Uh, give yourself enough credit for that. But like just hearing about you setting your goal on Canada, I know you like wanted to be a mom, you wanted to have this family close uh, and all of that build a team that loves you and that you love at work that that's that's you. So but I was helped in like huge amounts, because like I, I came to
3: Canada because Fran was persistent enough to get on a scholarship like he did the
0: hard work. I'm just like, we're going there. Find I some. didn't <laughs> I didn't even mention how you you got Fran. Yes, I got Fran.
2: That,
3: that, that was, was Fran, that was smart. that was I got your credit. him actually, he yeah. was uh, my mentor left for a three day vacation. I was like, Fran, can you supervise her? I was uh, an intern. And I was like, I have three days to get this dude to invite me to ask me out, <laughs> because like he was very unaware of the situation. <laughs>
2: That's and awesome. funny
3: enough, like after the three days, he sent me a text saying, "Like, are you trying to like get somebody? Because I see you wearing skirts and heels." I'm like, "Oh, so cool. <laughs> oh my god! I'm
0: trying to get him. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, who's this but guy yeah, you're
1: going uh, after?
2: That's
0: so cute. So he but had yeah, no, no clue like, how been... how lucky he was becoming, I guess. But you, you had your. I always say set. I'm the best thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> 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 but yes no i, I have a tons of help like my
3: family we all like i don't feel like I, I i wouldn't create me for any of that like it's been a teamwork all along like my mom and my brother my sister-in-law like they all push through try to make this work for us Fran and all the people that help us raise our kids because, well, you guys know it takes an army to raise these kids right. They Mm -hmm. make me have this happy family and they let me cry when I'm frustrated and they let me, like, they they give me a space to do that. The work, I didn't build it alone. You know, there's people you can try and try and you get nothing out of them and then you're like, well, that's a relationship I won't pursue anymore. No, like, I've gotten so much back. So I don't credit myself. I think that I'm just... I've been surrounded with a lot of lucky people, like great people, and that makes me very
2: lucky.
1: Amazing. I have uh, one rapid-fire question for you, and it's very simple. Okay. Disneyland or Disney World?
3: Oh. Disney World. More parks. Okay. <laughs> More I, Disney. <laughs> it's on my list to
1: go to Disney World.
3: I can't oh. help you plan that.
0: Valen is okay, going to plan please. it for can you? you.
1: Send me some spreadsheets. <laughs>
0: yes we will I'll, get in I'll, yeah, I'll send everything to Laura. okay oh, awesome thank you i remember when i went to disneyland and valen kept telling me she's like before you go come drop by my office i'll show you some some I had ideas maps. So i was like okay i guess she's gonna set, show me tell me a couple of things to keep in mind or something and maps. it wasn't until the last day i think that i was at work that i was like oh yeah so did you have anything to show me <laughs> she brought out the map She circled all the things. She had times, she had a route and it was all like justified. I'm pretty sure it was color coded.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. I was very excited.
0: I I get very excited with people going
3: to Disney World or Disneyland, because I'm like, (laughs) you are going to have the best time of your life (laughs) because that's And until recently I discovered why I feel that way, but I think I passed that. Like anybody who asks me, like, is it worth it? Totally worth it. Is it expensive? Yes. Is it hot?
0: Yes. It's worth it. Totally worth it.
1: Amazing. <laughs>
0: Love it. Okay, I have I have some rapid fires. Okay. Uh, yeah. One. Uh, someone or something that inspires you.
3: I think I draw inspiration from a lot of people. I think I I have made my like I think a good way for me to to know people is to try to see what can I get from them that inspires me. But if I had to pick a couple, I would say like, yeah, my mom is a huge source of inspiration for me. Um, I admire Fran professionally a lot, like the integrity he has. Usually when I'm trying to just be not the best version of myself, I think of him and I'm like, oh, I could be better. And my dad, of course. Yeah, my dad is like how he found that a family thing. Those would be like
0: three good ones.
3: Amazing. Excellent
0: ones. It's it's, It's a good thing with you. Pick three instead of what? Yeah, okay. I, it's
2: hard.
3: It's and this, hard is, and this, is, and you know this is the smaller
0: list. <laughs> yeah, because I draw inspiration from Seba all the time. Like the way he <laughs> handles conflict, I'm like, man, I need to learn from you, kid. Tell us about that. How does he handle conflict? He's
3: very good at avoiding conflict. Like, he just avoids it. He's just, he tries to be friends with everybody, and whenever somebody's, like, not be. He had this girl that was picking on him in, in school, right? And so I went and talked to the before and after care person. And when I'm going there, Seva catches me. He's like, Mom, we made a pinky promise. I asked her to make a pinky promise that we weren't going to be mean to each other for the rest of the year. So I, I handled this. You don't need to tell her to tell on the teacher, like, to tell on her with the teacher because she's going to feel bad about that. So I think that I learned from oh that God. like he solved the conflict where it should be solved. So I don't okay. so that's what I so I need, I can talk to the person that I'm having the problem and kind of catch that there instead of going around and trying to get rid of them. <laughs> Which
1: was my wow, plan. I love it. I have a meeting with my boss tomorrow about something and I'm going to start the meeting with a pinky promise.
2: <laughs> start. It, yeah. You pinky have to promise. be nice to me for the rest of
1: the year. <laughs> now we can start the movie
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know so how sweet. valuable those pinky promises
0: are uh, very, can't, yes, break very. Can't, break. No, can't break it can't break it awesome next question uh what about christmas do you wish you could have you around if no. you could pick one thing Mm-mm. and i want to say it's like a material thing you can't be like family time because that's too easy <laughs>
3: So one thing from Christmas, I don't think I would wish Christmas tree all year around because the excitement of it comes from like missing it for so many months, right? Mm-hmm. But if I could give one thing, it would be the cookies. I have cookies for breakfast all <laughs> Christmas, so
0: it would be the cookies.
1: Good answer.
0: I'm with you. Let's <laughs> share those cookies.
1: There's a Mickey Mouse episode on Netflix, I think. Oh. Netflix or Disney? Probably Disney, but it's Probably. the Three Little Ducks go through Christmas over and over and over and over and they realize that's not actually that awesome
2: so
3: that is a good it, that is a good, it's like Fridays right like you like Fridays because you have the week when you're on vacations do you care for Fridays no so for me you like Fridays because you like have the week and you like Christmas because you have the rest of the year to not be Christmas
1: interesting unexpected answer
0: yeah very wise <laughs> answer I guess that part's unexpected is there a quote that you often think about there is
3: one i've been thinking about a lot recently that is a winnie pooh one the one that says that it's good to have something that makes you sad about losing it or like it's great to have something that losing it makes it sad and i think that when you miss something or you like i'm i'm glad that i'm sad that i miss disney because that means disney was amazing and i'm so i've been going through that one a lot and i quoted to a couple of friends who lost um somebody recently and like it's great to miss somebody that means that person meant a lot right
1: well,
2: he's
3: Winnie. Winnie. <laughs> Winnie is
1: very wise very wise he's more than just stuffing <laughs> yeah. i have one more question if you could say anything to our listeners what would it be
3: i think i would say that to try to look at the world from a disney world perspective so to try to go into situations that you dread trying to think that it's going to be a good situation and see how it goes from there because i bet like a good percentage of the time it will make a difference
1: i love it good answer that was laura's question well, Valentina, that was fun. Thank you for joining well, us. Well, thank
3: you so much. I had a lot of fun
0: too. You're the best. I, thank I you. I love
1: your outlook on things. I love your positivity, and I could see your ability to just be open and bring it out in other people. It's it's very amazing. Well,
3: you guys have inspired me. I told Angela, I I told you, I think I mentioned that you guys made me listen. You you are my first podcast. Like you guys <gasps> encouraged me. Like I was so excited <laughs> about it that I went to Spotify, created the account, and figured out on my own. Without Fran, how to do the entire thing? Oh my
2: God, that <laughs> oh, makes
3: God.
1: me so happy. <laughs> yes. You're welcome, so, Spotify.
0: So thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And by uh, the other way, you inspire me every time. I'm like, I wonder if Valid will like this episode. <laughs> I wonder what Valid will think about it. So I have liked them you. all. You have had great people here. <laughs> like I told Angela that I, mean, I don't
3: think I'm worthy of that chair. Like you have had really amazing people. I live a very ordinary life, right?
1: That that makes me want to say something like a public service announcement to all our <laughs> listeners. We haven't had one guest on who thought they were worthy of being on the show <laughs> yet. I'm sure you would agree. Everybody we've had on, including yourself is amazing. So it's kind of like a reminder that everybody listening is amazing and just remember and we're that.
3: surrounded by amazing people which again makes us very lucky. Like I feel very lucky to be part of this
0: community.
1: We're lucky to have you.
0: Definitely. <laughs> Tell Fran thank you for all the help getting you to be on yes. here and set That's up. Fine.
1: I was going to say that. Shout out to Fran for keeping the house quiet for 2 hours. Good job.